Hello, this is Tim Convoy, the pastor of New Life Community Church located in Nashville, Indiana. I'd like to thank you for visiting our podcast, and I trust that God will just bless you and encourage you and speak to your heart as you listen to this message. Thank you again for joining us, and God bless you. you may be seated. Thank goodness we have a Father who does not make us earn His affection, nor can we fight for his attention. Isn't that awesome? I mean, I think it's pretty awesome. You ever have a, a, a pet that when you're not given attention, it starts being ornery to get your attention? I'm glad that we don't have to be ornery in order to get God's attention. He just loves us. He just simply loves us for who we are. So as we take up the offering, well, you made it through Christmas. And almost the end of 2018, it is right here. Almost there. Making it through the holidays. Making it through the fun things. I love, I love Christmas, but the thing I love the most is watching people. Especially as the season goes on, as parents get more tired of shopping and providing and looking and doing, and they just want to enjoy Christmas for what it is. But you know, the thing about holidays is that as we go into, especially the end of the year, right, you hit Christmas, and then as soon as you're done with Christmas, you start thinking about the New Year's and the new year that's about to come forward. And so most people begin to reflect, right? And most holidays cause us to reflect and look back at, at things, gain and loss, that could be weight. The older people laughed much louder at that one. Some of you must be very sensitive about weight right now. Because <clears throat> no one laughed at that one. I'm excited about the end of the year because there's always this youth pastor's uh, weight loss challenge thing. For, for the next year. And so I've never won. And I'm pretty excited about this year because I think my odds are good. Although they did, they did stipulate. One of their rules was is you couldn't, um, you couldn't drink a lot of water. You couldn't do stuff to add quick weight so that right off the bat you could lose quick weight. So we'll see how that turns out. I'll, I'll uh, let you guys know. But, you know, I, as you end... 2018, as we end uh, holiday season, get through Christmas, and we begin to look at what's ahead of us, a lot of times we look back at gain and loss, finances, maybe it's jobs, maybe it's homes, maybe it's loved ones. Perhaps it is your faith and your hope. It could be gained or lost. The thing about it is the emotion that couples itself to this time of year, specific times of the year like holidays, birthdays, anniversaries, or the end of the year, it causes a magnification. There's an emotion that goes along with these, and so it magnifies how we respond or how we deal with things or how we see things. Holidays are magnifiers, magnifies the good and the bad. And what I mean by magnifies is this. You could have a good memory 
But when you hit holidays or you begin to reflect and you hit those times of year where it's a high emotion, that good memory will be a great memory. The opposite can be said is you could have a bad memory, and as you enter into these times of high emotion, that could have been the worst of times. It could be the worst memory that you would have. Circumstances enhance our emotions. And so in that term, magnification magnifies. I should probably clarify something. Those that are in preschool and under, if you need to go downstairs, you can. We are not having children's ministry today. The, the older kids are going to stay upstairs. So if there's someone here that has a younger one needs to take them downstairs, by all means, you can go. Um, the TVs are on down there as well. But So in magnifying, in magnification, I got to thinking about that word. And I was looking at through Scripture, and I was just, I, I, I've been reading through Psalms. Um, I love reading through Psalms because I love David, how he reflected, how he would reflect on the goodness of God. And in Psalms 34, 3, it says this, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. And I, I love that line. It's a simple line. But I got to looking at that word magnify because it's a verb, which means it's action. It's, it, it requires us to do something, right? Magnify. Ascribe greatness to him. It's an act of praise. But this particular form of magnify, the actual word itself, is to twist the cord, make firm, strong, or become strong. So the act of magnifying is the process of making something stronger. Or strengthening it. Which reminded me of Ecclesiastes 4.12 where it says a cord of three strands is not easily broken. David is saying, magnify the Lord and let's do this together. There's a reason why we do that together. There's strengthening in each other's testimony and in, in our, in our worship together. When you guys come in here on a Sunday morning and we're worshiping, there is this strength that rises up inside of you versus, well, I don't know. Some of you may be staying in the shower singing and get really, really strengthened because you sing loud and proud. But there's something about being here together, magnifying together, that helps us strengthen and become strong. And we are called to do that together. David went on to say, I will magnify God with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving, I'll magnify. The word magnify has two different senses. senses. Right? We, we bring praise to him. We make him greater. But there's two ways to magnify. There is a way that you make something small become larger than what it really is. That's called a microscope. And then there is the way that simply does this. It... Um, it can make something that may seem small or insignificant appear to be as great as it really is. That would be a telescope, right? When you look into a telescope, if you've ever looked into the galaxy, if you looked into the, the night stars, and they seem so far away, they seem so small, and yet when you look at a telescope, you're like, wow, that is not only beautiful, but it's huge. Because you get to see it almost for what it really is. 
Whereas a microscope takes something very tiny and makes it appear as though it's very large. It's a false sense of what it really, really is. So there are two kinds of magnifying. Microscope magnifying and telescope magnifying. One makes a small thing look bigger than it is, and the other makes a thing begin to look as big as it really is. When David said, I will magnify God with thanksgiving, he's not saying, I'm going to make an insignificant small God look bigger than what he is. I'm going to make him look as big as he really is. He's telescoping. He's not microscope. He's telescoping. You have to look at this and it's, it's looking and you're like, how does this, how is this about the end of the year, 2018? And the thing about it is, is looking back, are you a microscope or are you a telescope? Are you looking at your emotions of things that have happened? And are you looking at them from the standpoint of making them bigger than what they really are? Or are you looking past your circumstances at a God who is really as big as he really is and magnifying him? The whole duty of a Christian can be summed up in this. Feel, think, and act in a way that will make God look as great as he really is. It's very simple. And yet it's so hard. Because as humans, we experience things. We have encounters we have moments in our story where we go, wow, that was not a great experience. Why, wow, I didn't really come out of that very well. That, that didn't go as planned. I wasn't expecting that report. I wasn't expecting that to happen. And so we begin to look at circumstances, and we begin to magnify circumstances when really we're called to magnify God. And we do that... In reflection as time draws near to the end of the year. Romans 1, 2021 said this, Ever since the creation of the world, his invisible nature, namely his eternal power and deity, has been clearly perceived in the things that have been made. So men are without excuse for, although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God or give him thanks. I didn't give him thanks. As I'm looking at the end of 2018 and reflecting back, I began to question, what have I given thanks for? What have I said to the Lord? You know, I am called to magnify you. How do I do that? Many of God's greatest attributes and most awesome and loving deeds pass in one ear and out the other without causing the slightest ripple of emotion within our heart. How many times do we enter circumstances, we enter into situations, we come out of those, and our heart is burdened? The ripple of emotion in our heart leaves us such that we are hopeless, or we have doubt, we have anxiety, we have fear, we have concern, we have worry, we have questions. And yet, all throughout the year, God does things, moving in ways that would cause us to simply experience it, let it go through our minds, and then not even be stirred at all emotionally with our heart of gratitude and thankfulness. 
I say that because I think about myself. And maybe you're like me, where you've had a moment where God moved in this way that you were like, I mean, you were like literally physically almost jumping up and down, bouncing with excitement. In fact is, if a stranger would have been standing next to you, you were so excited you would have hugged them and made it awkward. And it, yet, have that moment happen, and then literally maybe 24 hours, maybe three days, maybe a couple weeks, completely forget about that experience or that moment. To the point that when you're talking to someone and they begin to ask you how things are going, all you can draw to your mind is the things that the enemy has tried to beat you up with or the things that your friends or family may have accidentally done. Family never intends to hurt each other. It's always accidental. But are those moments where you begin to reflect and you draw back and you go, well, I know that God moved in my life. I know I was super excited about a week ago, but I can't remember what it was. Why does that happen? Or later, we're discouraged or disappointed. We're prone to forget the evidence of God's goodness which we ourselves have experienced because there's one thing to magnify. There's another thing to magnify with thanksgiving. See, it's one thing to recognize that God moved, but it's another thing when you begin to audibly speak that and you begin to say, man, God moved in this way. It's a reminder. It's a, it's a reminder to your mind to say, man, God moved. That's why David began to preach to himself. All This is what he'd say. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O the soul, and forget not all his benefits. We forget because we don't speak it into place. We don't say it. We don't talk about it enough. David was like, listen, I can't forget the benefits of God. I can't forget what God has been doing. I need to, he wrote it down. People who journal, I'm very jealous of you. I always want to journal because I always want to write down, but I, I'm, I'm not dedicated enough to it. But how, how great would it be if we all got to where we would write down the times that God's moving so that we can reflect back onto those. So that when we enter into holiday seasons and we look at the end of a year, we don't simply look back at all of the things that the enemy did or all of the things that we made mistakes in or all of the things that failed or all of the things that didn't work. And yet we would be able to look back and say, man, God moved right here. God carried me through here. There was a promise. There was a provision. Here was this. Here was this. If we could reflect on those. But it's hard, right? It's hard. It's hard. Because we experience a lot. Asaph went on to say this later in Psalm 77. I will call to mind the deeds of the Lord. Yea, I will remember the wonders of the old. That's not people. He's talking about days of things that happened. I will meditate on the work and I will muse on the mighty deeds. The way 
Oh, God is holy. What God is great like our God? I love that where he's looking back and saying, you all talk about all these gods, but there is no God like my God. Because I meditate on him daily. I'm thinking about him. I'm talking about him. I am focused on what he's doing. And because of that, I am encouraged and I am ready for the next day. We are called to be telescopes. We are called to be telescopes. People who make the greatness of God seem as great as it really is. I was, I joke about it. I talk about how we as Christians need to remind ourselves the joy of the Lord means that our face is supposed to smile. I talk about that. But you know, in order to be a telescope, that means you need to be able to reveal to people the reality of the greatness of God active in your life. You have to be able to reveal something. The point of a telescope is to help someone see something that they can't normally see. So therefore, if you're going to be a telescope, you've got to help someone see something they would not normally see in the attributes of God. You can't magnify what you haven't seen or what you quickly forget. So our first task is to see and to remember the greatness and goodness of God. That's our first task. We used to sing this song, Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord. You guys remember that one? Some of you young people don't. You're like, I don't remember that one. We would sing that song, and I remember many times often asking myself, I wonder if we really mean what we're singing. Because open the eyes of my heart means let me see the things that I'm forgetting of your goodness. Let me be reminded of the times that you moved in my life so that I can be joyful and thankful today. Right? Because we experience things in our life that take, that steal that away from us. And forget not the benefits. So, let's just say, for instance, that we're all sitting here today and we all remember all of the things that God did over the past year. 2018, you look back. And you are able to just recall this. God did this. Here's a promise that was fulfilled here. Here was a move of God here. Here was a provision that was taken. Here was this. Here was this. Let's just say, if that is you, what kind of response will magnify him the best? What is the best way to be a human telescope? Psalm 69.30 says this, I will magnify God with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. When we give thanks to him from our hearts, God is magnified. When we choose to magnify God, it honors him. Here's the thing about this, this text that I'm looking at this in Psalms 69 and 50 where it talks about, says, I will magnify God with thanksgiving. This, and it goes on to say this, this will please the Lord more than an ox or a bull with horns and hoofs. Now, I got to stop it then. I said, doesn't every bull have horns and hoofs? 
Why so specific about that? The thing about an ox or a bull with horns and hoofs, I mean, I think they all have hoofs. Maybe they don't have horns, but they all have hoofs, right? But the thing about that is, is there's two parts. One, in that day and age, an ox or a bull was a very expensive animal. So in order to sacrifice that animal, you were giving up a, a measure of your wealth. It was important to a family. It was a big deal if you brought that animal to be sacrificed. And yet here the Lord is saying, your thanksgiving is more important to me than that expensive offering that you brought. That's the first part of it. The second part of it is this. Because it goes on to say, I will accept uh, I will accept no bull from your house, nor he goat from your folds. For every beast of the forest is mine. The cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the air and all the moves in the field is mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you for the world and all that is in it is mine. Do I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High. The thing about the ox and the bull is this. It's his. It's an offering that's his that you're bringing. It's like our money. When we bring our money in to him, he gives us, that's his provision to us, and our obedience, we only have to bring a portion back. So the ox and the bull to him was, I've already, I already own it. I don't need it back. But do I have your thanksgiving? Do I have your heart of gratitude? Because that I don't own. That isn't an ox and a bull. That isn't the most expensive offering you can bring. Thanksgiving is the most expensive offering that you can bring. It's the most significant thing that you can do with your heart. And it's a sacrifice that says he's worth it all. He's worth it all. What seems like an act of love among men, meeting someone's needs is an insult to God. What I mean by that is bringing an offering in the door and yet no gratitude and no thankfulness is an insult to God in turning back, giving something. Not only does he already own it, but our heart isn't thankful for it. It isn't a provision that we've said, wow, I'm so incredibly thankful for that. Because it goes on to say after those verses, let the oppressed see it and be glad. You who seek God, let your hearts revive. Why do we need to be a telescope? Why do we need to be able to reflect and look at the things that God has done? Because the world needs our reflection. They need us to telescope. They need us to present the image of God of just how great he is. And yet so often at the end of the year, we look back and some people will say this, thank goodness it's over. Thank goodness I survived and made it through 2018. I hope 2019 is better. And yet I'm convinced as a church what we're called to convey is, you know what? 2018 was a great year with the Lord. 
the enemy obviously was heavy attacking. It must have been a good year with the Lord with as much attack as the enemy has been giving. That's how I see it. If it wasn't true, if we weren't active, if it wasn't that the Lord was moving in our lives, the enemy would have nothing to do. We would just show up and do our thing, and then that's it. There would be nothing to look forward to. There would be nothing to look back and say, do you remember when the enemy tried to take this from me? Wasn't that good? God was moving. Most of the time we go... Man, do you remember that? That was terrible. That was a terrible moment. And we have lots of terrible moments. We have lots of moments. But because of our faith, because of our ability to have hope, those terrible moments become moments where we go, God was moving. I couldn't see it, but God was moving. And I'm thankful for that. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together doing it together, exalting together, exalt his name together, to magnify the Lord with thanksgiving together. Psalm 69, 30 says, I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. So as we are coming into the end of 2018 and going into 2019, I was praying this week and asking the Holy Spirit, like, what? What is it that we're called to do? What is it that this weekend, what are you wanting to do this Sunday? And I felt very strongly that we are called to magnify together with moments of thanksgiving. And I'm going to do something that normally doesn't happen, but I want to give an opportunity for some of you or all of you, I don't, we can stay here for hours, I don't care, to share some moments where God moved in 2018 in your life, to share a testimony. Now, last service, when I did this, everybody looked scared. It's not far from that right now, because some of you are like, well, what in the world did the Lord do in 2018? You are frantically scanning your mind going, I know he did something. I mean, you have breath. You woke up every day without even trying. Well, some of you had to try really hard, but I mean, you still have breath. So I wonder, is there anybody here that would like to share a bit of a testimony to reflect on 2018 and how God moved and it was a good year? Some of you are like, look down, don't make eye contact with him. Look down, look away. I know God was doing stuff this year. Here we go. Yo, so, well, first off, Lord is good. And uh, so this year at Encounter, it was super sick. Um, all these all these guys, yeah, sorry. All, all these guys you see up here... Um, that's what I'm going to talk about because they are so awesome and seeing them encourages me so much. 
and um, just seeing how much each of you guys have grown, uh, voice crack, seeing how much each, each one of you guys has grown is um, just, it's, it's amazing. Um, you guys have come so far this year, um, and you guys are really just going for it. So um, you guys are awesome. That's what the Lord's doing. He's, he's, he's growing He's growing kids into uh, amazing believers and kids that are going to change the world. That's awesome. Amen. Yes. I'll come to you. You do not have to come forward. If you want me to come to you, I will definitely come to you. Now you say that. <laughs> um, so I, I just want to share just how, you know, the Lord's just been moving in my life and my husband's life, Corey. Um, the first year we got married, we're going on two years. We kind of just took a break from serving and volunteering with youth ministry and stuff like that. And it was good. And then we felt like we were supposed to do that. But this past year, we, we just started serving again and getting involved with these guys and just really just being a part of our community and our friends and our friend groups and seeking the Lord together. And I just feel like I'm in such a good place with, with the Lord right now. And, and I really believe it's because we just started serving again. And it's been such a blessing to me and to Corey, and it encourages me to get with God on my own and to seek him in my house by myself. And, um, yeah, that's just been such a blessing to me, and I feel like that's what God's been doing with us, just encouraging us to be involved with our community, be involved in, and care about the things that our friends and our peers are going through and interceding for them and praying for them, and it's just been so good. So That's awesome. I will come to you if you need me to. Anybody? Anybody? Oh, good. Okay. I'm coming over to you. Okay. I knew there would be some that were like, if I don't have to come forward, it's okay. You don't even have to stand if you don't want to. Um, this is unusual because I don't know if I've ever spoken into a microphone before. But when I look back on this year, I am blown away by the adults that have stepped up and prayed specifically for my kids. And, you know, my kids have heard me talk a lot about the amazing youth group I grew up in. And I finally just broke down and told them, I've never seen a youth group like what New Life offers. And when I think of, you know, I'm not going to name names, but like Bree and Corey and Michelle, and <laughs> you guys know who you are. Um, you guys have just loved on my kids and the other kids in the youth group in a way that just tears down walls, makes me want to be more vulnerable with my kids. And you don't often see my husband, Jim, here, but he's even crazy about the youth group and the leaders because he hears it secondhand and he picks up the kids from youth group and they talk all the way home. And, and I'm excited to be a part of this church, but I am so incredibly thankful for the youth group here and the people who sacrifice their time. So, very much. That's awesome. Anybody else? You can have the mic. Oh, we got one right here. I'm not going to stand up, but this year has been incredible because... God has just, like, beat down so many demons in my life. Um, 
like I was really in a tight grasp of them, but then God really came in this year and absolutely destroyed that and totally loosened their grip. And my small group that I've been in have been such brothers with me in that fight against it. And we've all been like shields locked together, spears out, ready to face the ready to face the battles that are coming our way. And it's been just incredible the love that God has poured into them that they pour out onto me. And just the continual love that God gives to me, like without conditions it's just like even when i mess up it's like god's here he like picks me up like sometimes grabs me by the collar and just like hoists me up and is like let's go and walks side by side with me and continues on and just the way he's destroyed all these beaten down and run down cities in my life and build new prosperous parks and buildings that are just gleaming it's been incredible and 2018 has been a really beautiful year for me. That's awesome. All right. Anybody, anybody, anybody? Oh, here he comes. Yes. God is good. Uh, at the beginning of this year, I uh, was still recovering from an accident, and uh, I was in a fire, in case y'all didn't know. Self, self-induced kind of uh since then you know it's just been one blessing after another you know i uh my, my surgeries went really good like i i healed up way better than anybody thought i would ever heal up you know i didn't have to have uh, a bunch of other crazy surgeries uh i mean and that was all through prayer uh my i finally just i think in august finished up my laser surgeries uh but my bag looks good for being in a fire for however many minutes uh i uh i this year i got fired from my job i've never been fired ever in my life and uh but it was it was a blessing in disguise because i started my own business and it's really taking off and uh i think through all the little trials i've gone through is like i just try to keep remembering you know like when i'm at my lowest i just rejoice in his name you know i'm like i just thank you for all the blessings in my life you know because in in the hard times i have to thank him you know i mean everything happens for a reason and so I just thank him, you know what I mean? It's a, it's amazing just seeing him work in me and through me. And I, I'm amazed at the stuff I'm doing now, you know. Also, uh, December 21st or 25th, Christmas, I had uh, nine months sober and clean. And that's a blessing in itself, you know. So. That's awesome. Nine months. Job well done. I just stay focused. I love it. Anybody else? Okay. I did that not to put you on the spot, not for you to look back and go, well, I can't think of anything, but really to challenge you in the next few hours, the next 
24 hours or so. As we close out 2018, would you spend the next little bit looking back and reflecting, and instead of reflecting on circumstances that were out of your control, reflecting on things uh, that maybe weren't that great, but would you find the moments that God moved? Would you find the moments that things happened because of God's provision, because of God's love for you. You know what? When things are go- not going great, that doesn't mean he doesn't love you. He doesn't withdraw the blessings. We need to remember that. We need to, we need to be able to look back. And so my challenge to you is simply over the next little bit, as we, as we close out 2018, take time to reflect on God and give him thanksgiving magnify him with your thanksgiving reflect on those moments and give gratitude for those moments i think that there's even times when they were rough moments like what patrick was saying man even when he was at the lowest he knew that god was still carrying him i think we need to look at those moments and be able to say man thank you while i was at my lowest you carried me I want to take the opportunity to share a couple things. Uh, before I do, though, if you are a volu- have volunteered or volunteer in 2018 in any way, shape, or form, downstairs, upstairs, cafe, greeting, welcoming, safety, traffic, youth ministry, will you stand up? That's awesome. You see, I want to I wanna look back at 2018, and you can have a seat. And I want to say thank you for making 2018 great at New Life. Because of what you have done, because of your serving, because of your hearts to serve others, to sacrifice and meet others' needs, 2018 to me was a great year. Did it have trials? Absolutely. Did it have tough moments? Absolutely. But because of who we get to do family with and we get to do life with and we get to do ministry with, it has been a blessing and it has been a great year. At the end of service, there at the welcome desk is a volunteer packet, a little appreciation, a little gratitude packet. I I wish that we could just stuff it full of $100 bills, but we can't because we can't. So... But it is from our heart. Please know as a staff, we are so grateful and thankful for you. You know, the thing about volunteer appreciation, the hard thing about it is, is that if I could, I wish I could line every single person up, go in front of them, shake their hand, thank them specifically for things that I've seen people do. Each one of you, I watch and experience the things that you do, your heart comes out, how you handle situations. But I do want to take a moment to recognize a few people. Because there are some people that are behind the scenes on certain areas or time that's gone by. And so my way to end 2018 is just some, there's a few people that I want to publicly thank I want to show gratitude for how God has been using them. And the first one is Rex Waters. 
That man has been serving in preschool ministry forever. Such a good man with these kids. He has done phenomenal stuff. And he came to me a couple months ago and he said, you know, I love the kids. But sometimes it's hard to get up off the floor as you get older. And he said, he said, I want to, he said, I, I want to keep serving somewhere, but I, I think it's time for me to step out of my teaching role and let someone else step in. And so he's actually going to be moving into a different ministry and taking lead on that. I am very, very thankful for the years of dedication that he has given those kids. They love him. When he walks in the room, they attack him. And I love that about him. So because I'm thankful for that, that also means there's an opening. So if uh, somebody wants to fill the shoes, I know he would gladly let someone else do it. Um, preschool ministry. I wanted to give a shout out to someone who's been working uh, alongside of me and helping me, and that is Abby Alderdice. You guys see her up here leading worship and stuff like that, but what you don't know is the hours that she spends prepping, planning, getting stuff together, coordinating with our volunteers. She has actually been the lead for preschool ministry for me. And it's been a blessing. I mean, I'm very thankful uh, for that because she's, yes, thank you. I mean, she makes it happen. Um, but you know what? She came to me at about the same time and said, you know, I feel like the Lord's really moving me into a new area of ministry. And so she's actually going to step out of leading that ministry. And she's going to take a more active role into leading worship and stuff like that, which is a, that's awesome. I'm excited about that. Um, that'll be really good. But I'm just thankful that she's been so faithful. And um, she just, every week, you know, it doesn't matter. There's, I love her attitude uh, whenever there's like a little bit of an issue. And I'm like, what are we going to do? And she's like, I got it solved. So... Um, here's another person behind the scenes that I really, really wanted to say thank you to, and that is Ricky Liebig, right? Man, I'm going to tell you what, he is a guy, if you need something, he just jumps in and does it. He doesn't give excuses why it can't happen. He doesn't tell you all the reasons why it can't be done. But the thing I love the most about him is how he mentors our young people how he encourages them to join his team. He, you know, he leads ushers, and he is all the time, you know, like, he, it's, some people call it recruiting. I don't call it. He's just helping them find their, their gifting, and, you know, and he's like, he gives them purpose, and I love that he gives our young people purpose. He also allows them to serve where most people would be like, you got to be 18 to serve. You got to do this to that. You got to do this, and he's like, you can hand out a tray, right? So it's good. And I love how he mentors and trains them. I love how he holds them accountable. We've got some super young guys in the elementary, and he's like, can't be good in class. You can't be serving. And the thing I love about it is because he has fun with them, he mentors them well, they are excited about getting here, right? You guys are excited. I mean, they're, they're all sitting right there together. So I love it. That's awesome. Um, one of the other ones is um, communion. You know, often we take communion for granted because it's always here and it's always ready. But, you know, there's a family that's been for years have, have this come in every Saturday night, or if they can't, they arrange. But they take time out of their personal time to prepare and make sure that it's all ready. And that's Mike Smith and his family. And I, was, I just really want to thank him for doing that. So, however, 2019... 
He said, I think 2018 is my last year to do this as a family. We have some other areas that we'd like to serve in and the things we'd like to do. So if you as a family would like to come do communion, set it and prep it, we would love to see that happen. Um, the other one is Teed Howard. He's not here right now. If you don't know Teed, he is um, a very, very healthy older gentleman. And he leads a team down to the Brown County Health and Living Center. Uh, Jan Lundberg, Ruth Voyles, um, Shannon Owen has gone with him. There's a couple other people. But you know what I, lo- I appreciate about him? They serve communion. They lead worship. But they pray and love on the residents. They just go down there to love on them. And, you know, that's a hard thing to go do. But I really appreciate he does it. No one even knows it. No one gives him. He doesn't do it for the recognition. He's not here, right? He sits third row, first chair normally. But appreciate that he is willing to do that. And I just wanted to thank him publicly for that. I feel like that as we close. Yeah. As we close out 2018. I felt like just giving an air of thankfulness is what we're supposed to do. I wanted to personally thank them. The one other person I wanted to thank, and this guy helps Ricky a lot, is Jeff Thomas. If you have seen Jeff Thomas or his family at all, that man just jumps in. He's like Ricky, and they're a great pair. If Ricky's not here for ushers, Jeff takes care of it. I am just very, very thankful and appreciative for those who serve and what you guys have done. I felt like that as we end this year, again, I just wanted to say thank you to you. I just wanted to say thank you for being a part of the team. Thank you for being here, serving each other. And so that's why we wanted to make sure you guys had a little bit of a gratitude gift as you go out. Would you stand? I'm going to do something a little bit different. Would you close your eyes? Actually, we're going to stretch a little bit. Um, if you want prayer, there will be people up here to pray with you. I never want you to feel like leaving. You did not get prayer. We want to pray with you, pray for you, pray over you. And we'll have people up front for that. But um, I, I want you to get in groups of like three, three or four. And I just want you to pray for each other. Pray about the end of 2018 and how God's been moving in that. And then how God will be moving in 2019. This is a tough one. Getting people to move is going to be very, very tough. Our young people are used to it. We do this all the time. But go ahead. Find, and hey, listen, if you see someone new here, go, go grab a hold of them and pray over them. Go ahead. You can move.